Hey y'all, you're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hey you guys, we're back with another episode of Damsels in Detroit, and this one is going to be a little bit different, I feel like, than what we normally do. So of course, our guest here does have her own business, but she also does some really cool stuff with astrology, which I feel like everybody is kind of secretly into, even if, you know, a you say bit. you're not, you know, because <laughs> it's just so interesting and it's so like intriguing. hidden guilty secret. Right. <laughs> so I'm sitting here today with Carlita Williams, and of course, I'm going to read a little bit about her before we get into our questions. Carlita Williams was born and raised in southwest Detroit, and very early in life, she took interest in learning about the inner workings of people. She took her very first dive into astrological birth charting at the age of 12, and the love affair of a lifetime began. Carlita has combined her passion for promoting self-love, healing, and the importance of sisterhood bonding, and created her own brand of intuitive astrology. Her business, Sage and Soma, is a product of these values built around providing natural products that enhance moments of self-love and self-rituals. Hello. Hi. <laughs> how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good. You look very, like, glowy and, like, sunny, even oh, though it's a little gloomy you. outside. Yes. It, you know, I try. <laughs> Moisturizer and Okay, let's sunscreen. talk about it. Okay. Because who wants to be ashy? Okay, well, I haven't been wearing sunscreen. You know I what? Know. <laughs> I think the older you get, I'm noticing that my freckles are becoming more prominent. Yes. So I was like, oh, you know what? We really got to put I on know. some sunscreen. So that's, I've been pretty faithful to it, though. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of skin obsessed. Okay. So I think that's really I just from. forget. It's like, it takes me like 20 minutes to get ready. And then by that time when I'm done, I'm like, all right, I'm good. And <laughs> then when I get outside and the sun is beaming, I'm like, oh, but you forgot. Oh, but sunscreen. look what you forgot. But look what you forgot. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's a thing. I don't think you're the only one. Yeah. At I all. Be. I can't be. At all. I think most people don't start paying attention to their skin until they start to see things that are going things wrong. Things that are going wrong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to dive into these questions. Um, sure. So my first one is going to be just for you to talk to me about the moment that you really got into astrology. So it was actually really interesting. I'm a summer baby, right? Me too. And it feels like everything that's ever happened to me that was big in my life Mm -hmm. always happened for me in the summer. Okay. Um, It's a whole lot more. It holds a whole lot more relevancy for me now as an adult. Took a minute for me to kind of see the trend. Mm -hmm. Um, But I found a book. I've always loved astrology. Couldn't really explain why. I've always had an attraction to astrology as well as crystals and things like that. Okay. So I found the book and I was just sitting outside nothing really to do and I was like oh you know what let me try this out like what is this Mm -hmm. because the opening page of the book was just explaining exactly what a birth chart was and I was just so fascinated by it run in the house get a pencil and a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and I just sat there in the grass I still remember it like it was yesterday it was hot as hell (laughs) but I was so like in I sank myself into this Mm -hmm. so I sat there with my pencil and my paper and I did my birth chart and it was that moment that it became more than just an interest. Okay. Because it was then that I felt like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. like it's so much deeper than what people understand. Right. So it just kind of moved forward from there. And through the years, I've gone back to my birth chart. Okay. And depending on the phase in my life, I took from it basically what I wanted and mm-hmm. what I needed. So in my adolescence, I really just took, I wanted to know all the good stuff about right. me because that's what you want to know right. about yourself in that phase. In my 20s, you know, I just wanted to figure out like, why did why do I keep doing this? Mm-hmm. Why do I keep? And then when I hit my 30s, I was like, no, you know what? 
I want to look at it holistically. Like I really just want to appreciate all of it without okay. shunning any of it, any of it. Okay. Um, so it's just been ongoing. So when is your birthday? July 13th. Mine is July 1st. Yay! Cancer girls. Okay, well, this is great. Well, now I'm really (laughs) excited. Okay, so I pulled up my own birth chart. Let me go through it. Okay, so I was born, like I said, July 1st at 2.55 in the p.m. Mm -hmm. So I did this yesterday, but I had the wrong time. (laughs) So I fixed it now. Okay. So um, let me go through... So, obviously, my son is in cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it says that son and cancer natives have strong survival instinct. And when I read that, I was like, do I? I don't know. Because <laughs> I was just looking at that, like, such like as a cutthroat type of thing. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. So, can we talk about this? Absolutely, like, what does we this can. Because, you know what? Cancers get such a bad rap. I know. I think that, you know, all the signs, like, you'll have people who, get, like, give a bad rap to all of them, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it really is about developing an understanding of it. Right. So cancers do have very strong survival instincts, but it's based on the idea that there is a necessity for stability there. Okay. Um, and that is the driving force behind the emotions. And when you hear people talk about the mood swings and things like that, it's like, yeah, those things are possible and they can happen. Yes. But it's mostly because there's just this constant search for feeling as if, I mean, think of a crab, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of moving awkwardly like through the sand, just trying to find a place that it can call home okay because it moves around with a shell on its back okay so yeah survival instinct not cutthroat at all though mm-hmm. think of really wanting all the things that cancers inherently understand make life worth living okay love family mm-hmm. stability um just the things that because you know on the polar side of that we have capricorn right mm-hmm. capricorn understands that we must have a foundation to things that everything has a role that there are laws involved that we need governing body bodies and boundaries and things like that and cancer kind of steps in with the survival instinct of understanding like there is an emotional survival involved in life it is so much more than just these things you're trying to gather you can have a huge home you know you can do all of that but until you input into it love some meaning Mm -hmm. um it really means nothing right it's just an empty building yeah so no cancers are definitely survivors because the thing about being highly emotional Mm -hmm. is that you've experienced all of them And so when they hit you, um, for most people, it kind of knocks their socks off because they've never really interfaced with those emotions before. Most cancers have interfaced with emotions since the day they were born. Okay. So (laughs) when it hits them, it's like, I know this. You know, it's going to knock me off my square for like two seconds. Right. But I know this. I've let this run through me before. Yeah. So I can get past this. So. That makes a lot of sense because I was having a not so great day yesterday. But then, like, I just let out a good cry and I was like, I'm good. Crying is healing. Okay. Forget what everybody says. Right. And I cry a lot. I listen. Crying, (laughs) it's a really, it's a healing, soothing thing. Yes. So crying is good. Mm -hmm. Cry all you need to. Thank you. You're so welcome. I feel validated now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for those that don't really know, I guess know what a birth chart is before I go through the rest of mine. Do you want to briefly say what that is? So your birth chart, you know, you hear people all the time who can't stand astrology, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, oh, there's no way that all these people are the same. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. Right. Um, and when people say, I meet Scorpios all the time, I don't know why I always use Scorpios for that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, and Scorpios, like, they'll be like, I'm a Scorpio. And I'm nothing like other Scorpios that I meet. And I'm like, well, you know, that's probably a true observation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because the thing about a birth chart is that it is essentially your fingerprint right. in the universe. That's why the exact time is so important. Mm-hmm. Because when you're going to, because it's all mathematics. Mm-hmm. And when you're going to put that chart down onto a piece of paper, you begin at the central point of the circle, right? And the circle is indicative of 365 days. Okay. And in that moment, that circle is indicative of essentially your mother and her placement and where she was. The time that you were born then establishes your ascendant or rising sign. Okay. And the rising sign is so important in the birth chart because everything else is established as a result of it. And your rising or ascendant is what was on the horizon at the moment that you were born, the okay. sign that was there. And that becomes your first house. Mm-hmm. So it is a very large governing body over your entire chart. There okay. is some ownership there of the rising sign. And then you go through and you chart out all the other houses and each one of them have their own distinct impact mm-hmm. on who you are. And that's what makes it that much more intricate because it is not just your sun sign. Mm-hmm. It is not just your sun. It's not just your moon. You're going to get into your Venus, your Mercury. You're going to get into all of those things. And okay. each one of them holds their own energy and power. Right. And then the other aspect is of it is how are they interacting with one another? Mm-hmm. And that's where you begin to see the very delicate intricacies that make a person an individual. And birth charts don't repeat themselves for over 100 years. Wow. So you, you're not going to meet someone with the exact same chart. I did a chart the other day uh, for twins. I charted out for twins. Mm-hmm. It wasn't exactly the same okay. because, you know, because it is all mathematics. Like the rising sign changes every two hours. Mm-hmm. So you could have someone born on the same day, couple doors down, but three hours later and it completely changes the chart. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what makes it that much more interesting. And right. I think a lot of times, like there's a lot of access to charts now. Yeah. Um, so people are going on and finding them, which I think is great because I love them and I love that people are interested mm-hmm. in it now. Um, but the other aspect of that is that if you really give it the time, you know, that it deserves, you'll uncover a lot of things because there's a lot of uh, karmic energy and things like that stored in your chart. Okay. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I was confused about the house thing, too, because when I was looking on here, I was like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best way to think of it is um, so each house has a landlord, right? Mm -hmm. And the landlord is the natural organic owner of the house. Okay. So your first house is going to be owned by Aries, the power of Mars, right? And there may be another planet or a few planets, sitting inside of that house. Mm -hmm. And so they are going to give the energy of themselves to whatever is the purpose of that house. So they become tenants within this house. And from there, you begin to kind of expand out a little bit more. Like when people come to me, a lot of times, love, money, career. Mm -hmm. This is what people want to know, right? Okay. Um, And I don't even dive really deeply into that on first readings. But if you're looking for things like that, there's particular houses that you go into, like Mm -hmm. your second house. Is going to be where you're going to look at how do I obtain, okay, you know, like the material things in in this plane of the world and life, okay, um, and it's ruled by Taurus, mm-hmm. and Taurus is all things Venus, right? So Venus is money, but also love, okay. So then you keep going around the chart, and when you go into fourth house, that's ruled by Cancer, mm-hmm. and so this is where you're going to see things that are more involved with children and things like that. So you just go around the chart, and you make your way that there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell. There's so much there. My initial chart readings with people, I said it an hour and a half, okay. right? I'm still like merely tapping the surface. I try to give them a good overview, yeah. But it's it's it, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. I know I'm like going to save this so I can go through and really read everything. Um, it says my moon is in Sagittarius. <gasps> my moon is in Sagittarius too. Okay, let's talk about it. So it says... 
that if your moon is in Sagittarius, you're extraordinarily happy and easygoing. I would say so. I think I'm pretty... I'm really easygoing, too. Yeah. The best way to describe uh, the sun, moon, and ascendant that I found, Mm -hmm. that I tell my clients, is imagine you're on a cruise ship, right? Okay. So your sun is going to be like your basic package, Mm -hmm. right? You know that no matter what you go and do in the casino that's on the boat, (laughs) when you come back, you're going to have a place to lay your head. Right. You're going to get Coca-Cola until this thing comes back to port. Okay. Um, You just know that you're going to be fed a buffet. Like, these are the things that are integral parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. This is core central you, right? It will always be working and functioning. Um, but core central you is generally something that people have a, um, a, a closer relationship with, right? Okay. A better understanding. And then you have your moon. And mm-hmm. your moon on the cruise ship would be all the destinations that you want to take, right? Okay. All the things that's going to make you walk away from this cruise and say, oh, it was so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just intrinsically so good to me. I went out and did snorkeling and all that. So these are your desires, your wants, your needs, right? But where you find, like... Um, a sense of satisfaction in those things. Mm-hmm. And then your ascendant is going to be what you project out into the world. So when you walk into a space, the energy that you pour out and how you take up that space and how people absorb you and interact okay. with you, this is your rising. This is your ascendant. Okay. And that's why uh, the ascendant is so important in mm-hmm. many cases. Um, and a lot of times when people go through and you know want to read daily horoscopes and things like that, it is a really good habit to get into to read for your ascendant. Okay. Um, and your son. Okay. Yeah. Because that was a question that I had because, you know, when you look in like Cosmopolitan mm-hmm. or whatever and they have your horoscopes, I just feel like they never, I'm like, this is not going to happen to me. I'm not going to fall into a fortune this week. <laughs> like, so it, should I not be looking at my cancer sign? Should I be looking at something you else? You can look at both. Okay. But I always suggest reading if you're going to do horoscopes Mm -hmm. for your ascendant reason being is that um most casting for horoscopes is based on placement of houses and things like that as it relates to current placement of stars and planets right um so if you're reading to the houses if you then align it with the house then you have a better chance of feeling like you you know relate to a little more Mm -hmm. um the other thing not unlike anything else right okay um is that everyone has their interpretation has their you know when you're Mm -hmm. getting a horoscope from someone there are things that are going into that you know their personalities their beliefs what's important to them Mm -hmm. um and ultimately just their poetic translation of this energy so it could just very well be that cosmopolitan horoscopes just aren't a thing that really vibe with you right like they're just not your shush um and you just got to find them and uh when i was really young uh one of my favorite local horoscopes to read was inside of the metro times okay um those were always really good and i will occasionally you know like go back and like look at them it's very nostalgic for Mm -hmm. me um and uh i two of my favorites um, are the Astro Twins. Mm-hmm. When I was really young, I read some stuff about them, and I just thought that they they made it feel very young and modern for me, okay. and that helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's horoscopes are you want to make sure that you're reading for something that's going to be relevant right. to you. It's no different than anything else. Like okay, some people like Detroit news, some people like paper. Right, just do what you do. Do what you do. <laughs> So you mentioned earlier about people being able to get on different websites and Mm -hmm. look up their birth chart. So do you have a couple favorite websites or apps for people to use? So this is where my cancer energy kicks in Mm -hmm. and I'm an old lady. Also, (laughs) we are kindred spirits. I can tell. (laughs) Um, I really like charting myself. Okay. I really like 
my hand to paper charting things out. Mm-hmm. Um, I have gone on to a few of them. Um, I One of them was A-S-T-R-O-L-A-B-E. I don't know if they're pronouncing it as Astrolabe or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I went on that one and it, it seemed like it was pretty user friendly, but that was a long time ago. Okay. Um, but I really don't, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have one to point anyone to. I think I went on Cafe Astrology. I've heard that one brought up quite a bit. Yeah. I think that's just because it was the first one that pops up in Google. Okay. Well yeah. that, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> um, so can we kind of talk a little bit about the Zodiac signs and maybe you can list like one trait or like fun fact about them oh my goodness okay um we sure can Mm -hmm. so we can start at the beginning aries um so aries is where we see the opening Mm -hmm. of the zodiac cycle right okay um and this is a cardinal sign so i guess so let me give these terms first so that things make sense okay so you have cardinal you have mutable and you have fixed energy right okay and this is where you get into triplicities and these are all throughout the zodiac and as you're going through and understanding things Um, And each one of the signs is going to fall into these. Mm -hmm. So your cardinal signs are going to be Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, and I always forget my fire. Um, Not Leo, not Sagittarius, Aries. Duh. <laughs> uh, so those are going to be your cardinal signs, right? Mm-hmm. These are going to be your signs of initiating things, you okay. know, sometimes called the signs of leadership okay. because they really do come through to show you like, oh, here is the way. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're going to have, and that's a really shortened version of it. Then you're going to have mutable. Mutable energy is going to be your Sagittarians, your Virgos, um, your Geminis, and your, um, I don't know why fire always trips me up. Mm. Um, but these are going to be your energies that adapt really well. Mm-hmm. Um, they can see something that's happening and easily kind of make their way through it. Right. Okay. Um, never really finding themselves stuck or bogged down to something, mm-hmm. um, which is an absolutely wonderful trait. Um, it can make for some indecisiveness sometimes, mm-hmm. but wonderful trait. Um, and then you get into fixed now fixed. These are going to be your finishers. These are going to be the individuals that come in um, and really can stand solid on things. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes interpreted as stubborn, and there is certainly some of that involved in it. Okay. Um, but at the root of that energy, right? Because I always try to tell people that let's not just look at how it's showing, you mm-hmm. know, as stubbornness. Let's get to the root of it. And the root of that is generally that they really just want to see things get done and okay. come through. So there you're going to have your Scorpio. You are going to have your Aquarius, mm-hmm. you are going to have your Leo, and you are going to have your Taurus. Okay. Um, so when you get into Aries, you're looking at cardinal energy, right? So mm-hmm. we're looking at the introduction of some leadership. Um, we're also looking at the introduction of someone who is going to be able to kind of bring something new to the table. Mm-hmm. Because they are the beginning of the Zodiac, they're really frequently kind of referenced referenced as like the infantile state. Okay. Um, and people are like, well, how, how can you be a leader? And you're an infant. I'm like, have you ever walked into a home where there is a new child? And do you know who is running the that baby. house? The baby is <laughs> running sure the house. house. <laughs> running the house. And so that's why many times, I mean, it's ruled by Mars. So we are looking at an energy that is very demanding. Mm-hmm. There is a great amount of impulsivity there. 
Um, but again, when people think impulsive, it automatically goes negatively, right? right? But not true. Okay. Because how many of us sit around and preach to the, you know, all the great memes of just jump. Mm-hmm. You just got to push the button. Right. You just got to do it. But then we hear impulsive and it's like, eh, I don't mm-hmm. know about that. But that's what Aries gives us. Okay. Aries gives us bravery. Okay. This idea that you can just jump. Um, again, a shortened version, so much more. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Taurus, uh, oh, you said good and bad. Okay, so if there, w- I don't believe in good and bad, but if there were something that Aries kind of has that I think that is an energy that doesn't always serve them, mm-hmm. um, is the fact that they anticipate that everyone is in the same energy space as them. Okay. Um, and it can kind of come off as demanding uh-huh. or a little bossy sometimes. Okay. Um, but it is what it is. Um, then you go into Taurus. Taurus is going to be your fixed energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we get into land, right? We just came out of some fire. We're coming into some land. Mm-hmm. Land-based signs are all about Mother Earth, you know, that grounding energy that each and every one of us seeks. That's why in many cases, these are going to be the signs that feel very stable, mm-hmm. um, feel like the ones you can run to, the ones you can trust, the ones you can really lean on, you mm-hmm. know, like that tree in the wind. Um, and Taurus is definitely that if you're looking for anyone to like dig their heels in um and really stand by your side and stand by their convictions and things like that they're going to be that um ruled by venus they love all things indulgent Mm -hmm. um especially a good meal yeah um because (laughs) it's you know it is all about those senses Mm -hmm. um and uh they love love and romanticism and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very hardworking people. Um, no one has to tell a Taurus that they're great. Mm-hmm. You know, it may feel good to them to hear it, but they're kind of inherently born with this understanding that they are. Okay. Um, and that they can make things happen. Mm-hmm. And then on the side of maybe things that don't always serve them, it would sometimes probably be, but it does serve them, but sometimes it doesn't. Um, the stubbornness. You know, of their nature, the desire to not budge, mm-hmm. like, you know, to push through. But I mean, you could, that could also be a good thing because sometimes we do have to stand on those things. So that's why I say I don't believe in the good and the bad of right. the signs. You know, there are just things that are maybe going to serve you in some spaces and other times not, mm-hmm. um, but still very essential to your personality. Um, Gemini. So Gemini, we're going into some air. Um, and you know, Gemini's, again, they're one of those sides that gets, like, the bad rap, right? Yeah. You always hear things like, oh, my God, they're T-Face. Right. They got a million percent of money. <laughs> and it's like, eh, but let's look at it this way. You know, they're multifaceted beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and unlike very many of us, they believe that they can put all of their beings on display. Okay. Um, with no fear. I mean, and that's something kind of beautiful mm-hmm. when you think about it. I mean, could it turn into something that could be a little bit, you know, kind of chaotic? Yeah, but anything could. Um, but they are also the individuals that give us the courage to outwardly display, mm-hmm. right? Outwardly displaying energy. Um, things that probably, you know, don't serve them all the time um, is the fact that they, they they kind of don't understand going according to other people's degrees of boredom with things in okay. life. Whether it's people, moments, things like that. Like they're ruled by Mercury, so there is a constant evolution of the mind, a mm-hmm. constant thinking and knowing and understanding that there's always something else to consider, something else to discuss. And so that is what gives them kind of that rapid fire movement of moving from one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, cancer. <clears throat> so cancer is going to be carnal energy based in water. Mm-hmm. And so when we're thinking of the leadership of cancer, we are thinking of the initiation through emotion. Okay. Um, the understanding that we can get things done through love. Um, 
and some of the leaders that you see that have done that, Nelson Mandela, mm -hmm. um, the Dalai Lama is a cancer. Um, there is a great sense of peace within that leadership. There's not a walk hard and carry a big stick. Mm -hmm. There's an understanding that if you really want people to follow you or to pay close attention to the things that you would like to bring into the space, um, then you most definitely have to see them as people. Mm -hmm. And seeing someone as a person is connecting to their emotions. Right. And when you're able to do that and do that in a way that you're not seeking to manipulate or, you know, then you have something really powerful. You have something that can really change a lot of things in the okay. world. Um, things that don't really fare them well all the time uh, would probably be that in some cases they get so wrapped up in the emotions of things um, that the clarity isn't there. Right. Um, the solid grounding thought isn't there. Um, but again, the good and the bad, that's why I think it doesn't exist because we, we need that, right? Not so much a dreamer as a Pisces, but we do kind of need the person who says, no, like I believe that this can happen because I see it in my mind's eye and in my heart. Um, Leo. So we're going into fixed fire energy. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, the wonderful things about Leo is that they are the sun, right? So Cancer's the moon, Leo's the sun. And so this is a life-bringing force, right? And so generally, that's what we get from Leos. They are those amazingly charismatic people that it feels good to stand in the light of their sun, right? Um, and it's it's a wonderful thing. And that's why we our Leo entertainers and leaders, Barack Obama, mm -hmm. Madonna, Jennifer Lopez, I love Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> um, these are people that you automatically feel as if, yes, like they just bring something to you. They bring something to the room. Right. Their energy is something that feels very... Very magnetic, right? Okay. Um, and so that serves them really well because people trust their work ethic because mm -hmm. that's something else that they have. Um, but they also trust their spirit and their energy. And so that really does help them in so many facets of life. Perhaps the thing that doesn't serve them well all the time um, is that, look, the world's a stage. Okay, child. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they show up and sometimes, you know, they just feel like, you know what? It's just not enough passion in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need to really light some fires and like just and that happens. And you know, it's engaging and mm -hmm. you know they enjoy it and you know, but sometimes, you know, it may not always work out for them, but still, you right. know, some, sometimes we all need that. Yes. Um Virgo. Um, I always say that I have a soft spot for Virgos. My dad is Mine a is Virgo. Too. Oh my god! Yeah, I got a soft <laughs> spot for Virgos. Um, Virgos again. We're looking at mutable land energy, right? Mm -hmm. um, the reason why I have a soft spot for Virgos is because uh, one of the most awesome things about them is their minds and their ability to see details that we don't. Yes, um, and to really take those details and put them together and turn them into something that is now a plan mm -hmm. which so many people lack right and that's why so many people like kind of rebuke them mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like no you just want to because most of us don't have that right. most of us have an inability to do that um and they were kind of born with that um my soft side comes in because the thing that perhaps doesn't always serve them well is you know people will always talk about them kind of bits and piecing people apart mm -hmm. right and that that's true in cases um, but the thing is, the reason why they are not viewing it as a negative is because they've been doing that to themselves since they were very, very young mm -hmm. um, in a very loner kind of fashion. Um, so it, it, it doesn't they're always willing to help people, yeah. you know, always willing to be there and help. And a part of that help is 
being able to point out like maybe you might want to fine tune this. Maybe right. you might. So they do in many cases speak to many insecurities, mm-hmm. you know, that people may have. Um, but it, it's never really intentional. You yeah. know, uh, don't get me wrong. Of course, when you're discussing things like that, you can always have people who use their power of good for not so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, in its purest energy, that's what it is. Libra, um, cardinal energy and air. Um, And what you're looking at there is uh, Libras are the sign of companionship. Mm -hmm. Um, Leadership through, I mean, talk about charm, talk about charisma. They're considered to be like the beautiful people of the Zodiac, right? Mm -hmm. Lovers of beautiful things. And so when they cast things out, um, they tend to be beautiful. And you see them a lot in the beauty industry and things like that. Um, But excellent at showing us the very philosophical aspects of life right represented by the scales not because they are completely balanced but because they are constantly considering what goes on each side Mm -hmm. what will make things balanced um this is where you get a mind that really has an interest in everyone getting along um and that's a beautiful thing the thing that doesn't always serve them well is that i mean if you're if you're consistently trying to create balance right Mm -hmm. When you think about it from a human perspective, it's kind of impossible. Um, you, you, we, we try, we try, we try. But to have complete balance all the time, mm-hmm. that's just not life. right? Okay. Um, so one of the things that generally doesn't serve them well is because they're so adamant about obtaining this balance okay. is that sometimes they will give um, give people lip service of what they want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um but in the name of keeping the peace is honestly, in most cases, why they believe that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes doesn't go too well. Okay. Um, but, you know, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scorpio, we're looking at fixed water. So Scorpio is going to be, um, I always describe water when you're looking at the three elements as like, if you were looking at Scorpio as water, it's like ice. Okay. You can walk across it. So it does give you that sense of stability that fixed energy does give us. But underneath that, there is a constant flux of waves and things that are still going on that none Mm -hmm. of us see. Um, And that is Scorpio energy. Scorpio energy is transforming. It's ruled by Pluto. Mm -hmm. So it is 100% here for not who you are, but the many layers that you stand to shed and not being afraid of those layers. That's the thing. Every scorpion, within every scorpion is kind of like a warrior. Okay. Um, There is a real lack of fear. And Mm -hmm. that's what we stand to learn from them. You cannot fear your darkness. You cannot fear what lies ahead when you burn off those layers. You sometimes do have to walk through the fire. Um, very strong people, very passionate people, which is sometimes why they come away with people thinking they're very intense. And they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's a beautiful thing. You know, all the signs kind of show us each aspect of who we are as humans. Um, should we decide to interact with them? Um, the thing that kind of doesn't always play out for them is there is a desire to have a sense of control over environment, mm-hmm. um, individuals, things like that when you're in them. Because if you have control, then you kind of know what's going to go wrong and what is not. Right. Um, and that doesn't always work all that great, simply because people are still like, why are you doing that? <laughs> That's my mom. <laughs> that, like, why are you doing that? I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's a thing. Uh, Sagittarius. I got a soft spot my heart for Sagittarians, too. My daughter's a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. I have a sister who's a Sagittarius, and we've always been really, really close. Okay. Um, but because my moon is in Sagittarius, whenever you have moon-sun combinations, you do see an energy that tends to gravitate towards one another. Okay. Um, and my daughter, as a result of that, you know, Sagittarians are just the eternal students of this world. Mm-hmm. They understand that there's always more to learn. Expansion is 
who and what they are. Mm -hmm. Travel is who and what they symbolize to us. Okay. Always going to find a new adventure. Um, and that's an amazing, beautiful thing to watch unfold, especially when they're confident in it and mm -hmm. going about doing it. Where it, what doesn't work so well for them, um, in many, many cases, they are so used to um, living in this very happy energy, right? Okay. Um, that they're overlooked when they really do need someone to talk to, mm -hmm. when they really do need help. Um, when the fires are kind of raging a little bit and they just got to stand inside of it and smile and tell everybody everything's okay because everyone's so used to looking to them as that smiling face in the fire and they do keep that up you know they do try to keep that up um so that's one of the things that doesn't always work too well um and then we go into capricorn so we're looking at cardinal energy based in land mm -hmm. this is going to be like um i always say mom and dad for cancer and Capricorn, because that really is what it feels like, matriarchal versus patriarchal energy. Um, and so we do see this. Uh, they are going to get it done. Okay. Okay, the goat is going to climb the mountain mm -hmm. repeatedly if need be. And once it gets to the top of the other, it's going to look for the next one. Their work ethic is, I, I mean, something that is just... Uh, I can't comprehend it in some cases. Mm -hmm. Like, wish I could grab a piece of it. So, <laughs> like, I'm just like, wow, you are just like, yeah, going, <laughs> getting it done, getting it done. Um, but that is because you know they are all about the outward facing. Mm -hmm. They are all about the things that we are showing to the world as signs of success and shows of success and things like that. Um, maybe where the energy doesn't work so great for them um, is in the fact that um, there is kind of a neglect there sometimes for emotion for themselves okay because everyone is expecting them to just be strong right and buy the book right and all of those things um aquarius aquarius is where we're getting into fixed air um aquarians are the water bearers and people often frequently confuse them as a water sign because mm -hmm. they always see that the okay. water coming from the vessel um but they are bringing the water as opposed to being the water okay so because they are bringing the water you know water is many things it is the thing that births us it is the thing that revives us, replenishes us. It is the thing that cleanses us and makes us whole. And that is what Aquarians do. They bring us all things that are new. Um, they make us reconsider. Mm -hmm. They make us try to look at things from a not-so-traditional point of view. Um, they're very refreshing. And when they stick to the things that they see, they bring us, I mean, phenomenal things. In it. Michael Jordan's an Aquarius. Oprah's mm -hmm. an Aquarius. Ellen's an Aquarius. I mean, you, when you look at it, it's just like, oh, wow. Okay. We never consider. We will never consider basketball the same, <laughs> like ever. We, yeah. We just won't. Mm -hmm. Um. And um. Of course, many have come after him. In case there's anybody listening to this, like I'm not getting into the whole LeBron like <laughs> <laughs> thing. Um. But certainly, you know that. Um. And then we get into Pisces. Oh, thing that doesn't work so well for them in their energy, um, is in many cases, you know, genius. Okay is a very fine line yeah. between, oh, what happened? Um, and kind of losing yourself to your thoughts mm -hmm. and becoming so fixed and fixated on those thoughts um, that you don't allow anyone else in and mm -hmm. you build these walls. Um, and then when we get into Pisces, this is, Pisces is interesting because it's the end of the Zodiac, but it's the beginning of so many things, okay. right? Um, because this is where we step into the waters of Neptune. Mm -hmm. And this is where we see our ability to... Um, dive into the murkier depths of the water, right? This is the dreamscape. This is the scape where reality means nothing. Mm -hmm. um, this is the dreamer. <clears throat> this is the one that is going to tell you, no, there is something different. 
there is something that lies outside of what it is that you think and you believe. Mm-hmm. And if you just give it an opportunity, you can, I, you can see it too. But they see it very vividly and very clearly. Um, and the one thing that Pisces have that many of us, we may gain in our lifetime, but they're born with it, um, is that they understand that there's there's really only one thing in this world that really matters for most things, and that's love. Okay. And an unconditional love in many ways. Um, which is why in many cases the energy kind of works against them. It's like their best thing kind of also works against them in some ways because um, they're just so used to giving the shirt, the shoes, and everything from their backs. Okay. And not understanding that people aren't always going to appreciate that. Right. Well, thank you for all of that. You're welcome. Um, And within that, you answered some of the other questions that I have. But one (laughs) that I do have um, before we get into some of our listener ones is do you feel like you know how they have those books and it's just like, oh, if you're a cancer, you shouldn't date a such and such. Yeah. Or if you do you really believe in that? Do you feel like people's signs have to do with a lot with like how they interact with other people? Their signs definitely have something to do with their compatibility. But looking at the sun sign is looking in the wrong direction. OK, um, if you're going to look for overall holistic compatibility, mm-hmm. right, then you need to compare the two charts. I mean, in totality. Okay. Um, but if you're just looking for like a quick reference, mm-hmm. then you're going to look at your Venus sign. Okay. Um, as well as your Mars. Because these are the things that are going to be indicative of uh, sexuality, sexual okay. preference, sexual passion. Okay. Um, love, interaction, uh, who and how you view money and things like that. I mean, and these are things that are pretty integral to relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where you're going to want to look for that. Because that's what's going to show the compatibility wherein that is concerned. Okay. Um, and then you look at everything else as a whole and you kind of start to put it together. But if you just wanted like a short little shortcut, mm-hmm. then that would be that would be where you'd look. Okay. Yeah. And then... Another- but always use your best judgment. I just want to say that. Yes. Like always use your that's best true. judgment. Like always use your best judgment. Like, yeah, you can say that the energy like combines and it works well together. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where we also have to get into environment. Yeah. Because that does change things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Use your discernment, Use people. your discernment. <laughs> so, I know that you do readings as well. Yeah. So, do you feel like you're at the point now where you can just, like, talk to somebody for five minutes and kind of know a little bit, like, okay, about this person? Oh, after I see their birth chart or before? Before. Oh, well, you know, here's what happens. Generally, I kind of absorb people okay. as I interact with them, mm-hmm. right? I feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. It's like I absorb them, um, always have. And as I'm absorbing them, and that's the thing about a chart, right? Mm-hmm. I was in a restaurant not long ago having brunch, um, and the lovely young woman who is providing excellent service, <laughs> um, you know, she said, oh, my goodness, like, my friend, I never, like, just blurt out somewhere, my friends, mm-hmm. are, she does birth charts, oh, you're into astrology, she can tell you, and I'm like, okay, no, I can't eat, right, <laughs> but, so, you know, but I don't mind it, I don't mind it, because mm-hmm. I love it so much, um, but, you know, I told her, I said, well, here's the thing, I probably am not going to pinpoint you know, your son. Right. But what I'll tell you is what I feel about you. Mm-hmm. Like, what comes off, right? Okay. And as we went through, she actually was familiar with her birth chart. Okay. So as we went through and we did that, because she felt very much so sturdy. Okay. Like land, um, giving. Mm-hmm. And I said, so I feel like there's some Taurus somewhere in your midst. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, the, she was a sun sign Aquarian, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did tell her, I was like, you know, your interest in this 
at the fact that you're ready to stand here while you're working and you're not right. going to let me know that you're probably intrigued by like the unknown and things like that. Yeah. So that could probably lend itself to some Scorpio influences, some Aquarian influences, Sagittarius influences. Um, but yeah, the, it's like the more you, you do, you know, kind of, but I, w- I don't think I ever want to exactly pinpoint it because I just like experiencing yeah, people as they are, as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they decide to do a birth chart with me, that just makes it that much better. It's just like I don't um, I don't follow any of my clients. Um, and when they reach out, you know, mm-hmm. send a DM or something like that for a birth chart, I don't follow. Them. And I actually had a client like ask me, like, why don't you buy it? I was like, no, <laughs> you know, when you sit down for this charting, I don't want any of the imagery of what you're projecting. I don't want anything to cloud my experience with your chart. Okay. I don't want anything to like feel like a discrepancy because of what you are visually showing people. I want to absorb it pure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't. And even after they become like longtime clients, I still don't follow. Yeah. Because, um, you know, my charting and interaction and the way that I have created what I do with astrology with my clients Mm -hmm. is ongoing. Okay. Um, So I don't, I don't I don't want to know those things. Yeah. Because when you sit down with me, I really do want us to sit down and do the work of you. Mm-hmm. Um, not the work of your projections. Not the work of Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> not the work of Instagram. <laughs> um, so your business, Sage and Soma, is dedicated to providing products and accessories that enhance the mind, body, and the home. Yes. So what inspired you to start your business? So I t- I've always loved skin, like my skin, all those things. Um, I've always loved moments to myself. I was really young mm-hmm. taking baths, right? Okay. My mom loved baths. Mm-hmm. And I was one day like, I got to see what this is about. Because, you know, <laughs> she's like, what would I fall asleep? Like, she made it. Oh, wow. I watched my mother, whether she acknowledged it or not, create a ritual okay. for herself. You know, she had four kids. Mm-hmm. So she loved those Pepperidge Farm Milano cookies. Oh, yeah. She would go into the bathroom with her bag of cookies that we were not allowed to touch. These were mom's <laughs> cookies. <laughs> And she would get into the bath and she would have her cookies there and she would have her bath pillow. Mm -hmm. And this was her time. Okay. And we knew to leave her alone in this time. So I watched a woman claim that for herself in a very ritualistic way. Mm -hmm. And as I began to do it, I recognized the power in it, right? Because there is a huge power, male or female, but especially as women, Mm -hmm. um, in giving yourself a moment, a moment that you do more than just perform this oh you know one two three put on the lotion but that you actually pay attention to what you're doing right putting your hands to your skin Mm -hmm. and in those moments you should have things that feel really good and are really good for you um and you should have things that you interact with on a level that is all natural because i mean if there's anything on you that you should really really be good to it's your skin um largest largest organ and you're gonna have it forever And I really wanted to provide these products for those moments. Mm -hmm. Meditation is something that changed my life in many, many ways. Um, I've always loved candles. Yeah. Always loved candles. So I I light them every night. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is something very sacred and wonderful about candles. So I knew that that was something that I wanted to give. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to give them, again, as natural as I could. Mm -hmm. So... I decided to embark on finding how do I do this without any paraffin, without any soy. Okay. So all of my candles are coconut apricot wax. Okay. There's no blend of paraffin or soy inside of any of them. Um, Because again, I'm really big on what are you putting into your environment? Mm -hmm. Because whether we want to acknowledge it or not, 
every single thing that you put into your space, every single action that you take has an effect on your energy, Mm -hmm. on your day to day, on your rituals. Um, So Sage and Soma was a product of that. And actually one of my clients, two of my clients, I'm sorry, because they corrected me when I got that wrong. (laughs) Two of my clients, because I do full moon and new moon at my home every month. Okay. And I love it. But I told them, like, you know, I'm going to move forward with doing the products. You know, I just don't have a name. Mm -hmm. And one of them was like, oh, something in Soma. And the other's just sitting there and she's like, Sage and Soma. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah. And it made it that much more special to me because, you know, they are the individuals that really made me feel and understand. Because I've been doing charting for so long, but Mm -hmm. it was so near and dear to me, right? So a part of my spiritual experience um, that I was very afraid of releasing okay. it to the world. Like, you know, showing my baby and being that vulnerable right. in front of people. And these women, these amazing women, came with me on this journey. And they made that happen with me. Mm-hmm. They were so much a part of my journey that it's theirs too. Yeah. Um, and so having that come from them meant that much more to me. Yeah. And they began to help in guiding the products, right? They started, because I've always made things for myself, for mm-hmm. my skin. Um, for my daughter, Chet Eczema, that's actually where the Replenish Oil Blend came from. Okay. Um, me wanting to make that for her. And I just felt as if maybe I should share this, like give this to them. So they've kind of helped to guide that. It's been, you know, life is just a culmination if you pay attention mm-hmm. to all these energies and bodies of humans that have been set around you and set in your path. And they all have something to bring you. Whether it is a large lesson, a small lesson, an indication, an arrow guidance, Mm -hmm. they are all there to give you something. Um, And, you know, they helped me with that. And so Sage and Soma was born from that and everything about it, from the candles to the oils to now I'm going to be releasing things for your skin, for your face. And I brought you some samples. (gasps) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's all just about taking a moment to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Self-love, self-healing is more than a hashtag. Yeah. You know, it is something that we need to give ourselves for the rest of our lives because being called self-healing and self-help is because no one will ever know us Mm -hmm. as we do. Right. Right. Um, No one will ever sit and say, oh, you had a horrible day. Oh, you you have we have to be responsible for that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Not all the time, but you have to be able to know how to give that to yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really integral part of life. Yeah. So last question before our listener questions is. Hmm, I had a couple, but which ones do I want to ask you? Um, How did you sage and soma and your love for astrology intertwine? So, um, my Venus is in Leo. Mm -hmm. And I am all about grand, amazing honoring of who you are and what you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, With my moon being in Sagittarius, I am 100% about how do we expand on this, Mm -hmm. like the higher lesson in all of this. And so astrology and Sage and Soma intertwine for me because it's who I am made into physical form. Okay. Um, So it's a personal astrological connection. But then the other aspect of that is when my clients sit down with me after first reading, we go through and, you know, we, we talk about what is here, right? Mm-hmm. Here we are, ground level, foundation stuff. This is where we are. Um, and then I let them decide because okay. I've had several people try to, oh, my goodness, are you a life coach? And I'm like, nah, <laughs> no, I'm not trying <laughs> to take that on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not trying to take on life coaching. Like, I think I, I think that's a heavy. Yes. I, 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 I don't I, I think there's there's a certain respect. 
absolutely that needs to be put on life coaching mm-hmm. um i have reverenced myself as a journey partner okay i am here for that yes um and they decide where they want to go next okay and so some of my clients are interacting with art for healing mm-hmm. they come in um I had a session where I provided the women with finger paints. Okay. And they were all like, what are you doing? I did not (laughs) want to do this in the beginning. And I'm like, listen to me. You can hold a brush and, you know, you can restrict it. But there is something that takes you back. I'm very big on connecting back to your childhood. Okay. Because most of us are just the sum parts of that childhood, what we experienced. And ultimately trying to get back to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in many cases, that's when we were at our most innocent, our most pure. We dream the biggest. We believe the most and ceilings didn't exist. And love was something. We are born with love. Mm -hmm. And we are trying to kind of get back to that and heal the things that maybe prevented us from having some of that. Okay. Um, So I'm really big on providing things that allow you to get back in contact with that energy. I love finger painting. Mm -hmm. It's so therapeutic. So I gave them some finger paints and I was like, okay, now we're going to go. And we're going to go through and you're going to go across this canvas and you are going to use your fingers to write down some of the things and words you say to yourself okay. when you are not being your best to yourself. Okay. Those negative words you say. Then you're going to take your hand and combine all of these colors that you've used. And this is going to become the background mm-hmm. for the words that you are now going to put to this canvas that you should be saying to yourself. Okay. That are wonderful about you. Because we have to understand that lightness and dark, it exists in all of us. Right. You cannot have one without the other. It is just a matter of understanding the interaction between the two Mm -hmm. um, and kind of shaking hands with each and saying to yourself that, you know what, you're here, you exist. You don't own the space, but you're in the space. Mm -hmm. Um, So everything I do kind of begins to interact with astrology, art. Um, You know, let's work through some stuff. When we sit down for full moon and new moon, we do sit down with the energy and we do work. Um, last time we had our full moon session, I themed it as your resurrection mm-hmm. because we were coming out of a lot of energy from nine years prior. And I asked everyone like what happened mm-hmm. nine years ago? And they all had these thought provoking answers. <laughs> and I was like, no, it was the thing that changed how we thought about ourselves and what we did and you know what that meant. And mm-hmm. I'm like Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, and we're beginning to kind of come out of that. We're beginning to come out of this idea of we were provided with, um, not just writing things down on paper anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Not just wishing and hoping, but now people were giving us visual images of what we, well, some people may feel they wanted to aspire to, right? And this put a great amount of pressure on the things that we desired. Mm-hmm. This put a great amount of pressure on who we thought we were. It is a magnificent tool um, for, you know, many aspects, but there is also something that came up missing, in that Mm -hmm. and that was just a fine attunement with oneself yeah what you want for you before you were given these very specific options right Mm -hmm. um before people began to tell you like oh in this game you know influence in this way influence in that Mm -hmm. way coming back to nine years ago what did you really really want okay you know who were you what were you wishing for what were you wanting what were you dealing with Mm -hmm. um what were you projecting for the future reconnecting with that very earthy sense of grounding in what am I, who am I, and what do I hope to be, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Without, because there are limitations involved with visuals that are presented via social media, Mm -hmm. right? These do kind of hinder the ability to really think outside of the box in Mm -hmm. some cases when you're constantly bombarded by images. Um, But just coming back to that, so 
it all, Sage and Soma events, Sage and Soma products, all of it is dedicated towards, I mean, just ultimately the healing and the betterment of just oneself. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so I have a few listener questions. Okay. Um, so the first one is from my friend Brianna. She says, what does it mean? What does it really mean when Mercury is in retrograde? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many times I get like videos <laughs> or clients that are like, ah! I think you need to make a video because people have this wrong. Yes. Um, so let's piece it apart. Like, let's do a real simple breakdown of it. Okay. Right. Um, so Mercury, mercurial placement and things like that are when we're talking about transportation, we're talking about travel, we're talking about thoughts, we're mm-hmm. talking about communication. Um, Gemini is kind of like ruled. Well, not kind of like is ruled mm-hmm. by Mercury. So Mercury retrograde is essentially the visually. It seems as if the planet is on a backspin. Okay. Um, But the idea that has kind of come into larger uh, view is that people feel like, oh, my gosh, the world is falling apart. (laughs) And it's not. Right. Um, But it is. But it is giving an opportunity to kind of sit down and regroup. Mm -hmm. It is not. I always say review, revise, reignite, realign. Okay, These are the re's of the retrograde. That I kind of live by, mm-hmm. right? And depending on what energy you in are in, that's what you're going to look at as kind of like where you're being led to kind of give an overview of those things mm-hmm. and kind of just sit down and sit in that energy. Um, the reason why people are just so afraid, of, I mean, because there is a, you do have to be more watchful of your tongue. Okay. Because it does real communication and it does change some of that energy. Like right now it's Mercury has gone back into cancer. Okay. Um, in the retrograde, it's been in Leo as well, but now we're back into Cancer. And so right now in this moment, uh, conversations and things like that, uh, you got to kind of watch how deeply you dig into okay. the emotional sides of things, right? Um, transportation, like it, delays and things like that are, it just happens, right? That's okay. going to be something that you're going to be looking at in retrograde. Um, and by way of um, technology, you are going to see some issues with things going down, things like that. Um, because again, if you think about tech, if you think about communication, you know, lines of communication, electricity, because that is also a part of mercurial um, interaction and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we see a lot of thunderstorms. And things like so it, it's many things, you know, all in one. Um, but it's not unlike, because that's the other thing I tell people, I'm like, there are planets retrograding all the time. Yeah. Mercury is just kind of like the sexy one that everybody decided to kind of go okay. with. And it, but, you know, planets, it happens. That's mm-hmm. what goes on. It's the best thing to do is to know the energy that that planet is. Okay. And what it holds. Um, and to just be a little bit more, you know, wary of that. But mm-hmm. then also looking at, oh, what signs it's sitting in because that's where it's going to have the most effects. Okay. Um, Virgos and Geminis are always going to, and if you have Virgo and Gemini placement in your chart pretty heavily, um, you will feel the effects of mercury retrograde a mm-hmm. little stronger than others um yeah but no the world is not going to end during mercury <laughs> retrograde uh it is just it really i i personally like retrogrades okay. because it, it gives me a time to kind of press the pause button mm-hmm. um and not constantly feel as if i have to be moving forward on something okay it's kind of the go back and make everything make make it good mm-hmm. you know like really go back and make it good really go back and reconsider okay like really fine-tune some things. So I don't mind Mercury retrogrades. They always greet me with transportation issues, like mm-hmm. my car's down. <laughs> like always. Um, That's funny. <laughs> but I I don't ever mind that part because I, I actually come up with some of the best 
things during Mercury retrogrades because I'm in no way, shape, or form forcing myself um, to do something that is outside of just grounding. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that clarification. You're so and then my other listener question comes from Jamie Wise from Instagram. She says, do you find that knowing and understanding yourself through astrology can act as a form of therapy? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why when people sit down with me for a reading, the most common response I get at the end of a reading is this is not what I expected. Okay. And that's why I call it my brand of intuitive astrology. Mm -hmm. Because after I go through the chart, um, I then start to assess what this is. Okay. What is, what is affecting, what is hindering, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. And at the point that I do that, I then try to help them talk through this, mm -hmm. talk through it, think through it, all of those things. And it's therapeutic because knowing oneself is something that we all hope for. Okay. Right? And the more that you have the capability to dig into these aspects of yourself and the energies that are within you, that's a really powerful thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we as human beings always want to know our connection to the great beyond and the unknown. Okay. Um, spirituality is just it is what it is we're all born wanting to know that we're all born wanting to put our hand to that um putting your hand to yourself as i personally believe the closest you'll get to that mm -hmm. um so being able to know yourself in a way that lets you know that you are a part of a much greater picture is empowering and it is therapeutic mm -hmm. because we do beat ourselves up you know, we have conversations and we even have conversations with our therapists that are sometimes hindered mm -hmm. um, as we get comfortable and things like right. that. Um, simply because inside of all of us as human beings is this thought that no one is going through this like I am. That's just who and what we right. are. And being able and that's the thing I love about sitting down for the full moon and new moon sessions is because these women come together and they really make themselves vulnerable. Mm -hmm. They undress in front of one another emotionally and mentally. Mm -hmm. And I hold a safe and sacred space. And I let anyone know who's interested in coming that they must understand that. You cannot enter into the space unless you're willing to respect every woman in this room because they yeah. are getting to know themselves. And right. that is a form of personally sought out therapy, mm -hmm. right? Therapists are wonderful. This is not me saying that you should sub one or the other. Yeah. I am just saying that um, it is certainly something that helps. It is certainly something... Um, that gives you a sense of empowerment mm -hmm. because as you go through and you look at it, you're like, Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and especially when you get into the karmic aspects of your chart, mm -hmm. um, that definitely helps anything that brings you to a better understanding of the fact that I think if most human beings realized what and how great and wonderful they actually are, um, the world would be a different place. Right. Um, because we are truly a phenomenal collection and some of some very powerful and amazing things. Mm -hmm. So it could definitely be therapeutic because it is, uh, it's you. Right. Like your birth chart and all that, it's you. It's not, and I think when people come to me, they think that I'm about to bring, because they're like, I'm scared. I'm like, how yes. could you be scared of you? <laughs> and they're like, but I'm like, how could you be scared of you? This is just you. Right. It's all things you. Yeah. Like I don't come to bring you anything other than you. Right. And then we decide from there, like, what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And we dig a little further. And we keep going. Um, and they begin what I call, like, new moon and full moon is for building the book of self. Mm -hmm. 
we want to go find a million self-help books, right? Just because we want to align and identify with someone that we feel like knows yeah. what we're going through. Because we want comfort. Right. Um, and we want to feel like we have camaraderie with people in those emotional spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get worksheets when they show up. And everyone actively writes on these worksheets and takes them back with them. And I tell them to keep all of them. Get a binder, keep all of them. Because what you're building is the book of yourself. Okay. Because when you go back in these moments, because we'll have accomplishments. And then we'll be like, oh, I mean, it's not that big. And we'll start to get down on ourselves. But if you literally have a book where you can go back and see what you were writing, what you were thinking, what you were feeling mm-hmm. months ago, a year ago, this also shows you the journey. That's true. This also shows you the journey. It shows you the journey. It shows you where you were. It shows you where you are. And it also helps you to reflect. Mm -hmm. Because you may be experiencing something that you experienced before. And it'll hit you like, how did I get past that? Right. And so when we have our moment of reflection, when we're starting full moon and new moon, I have everyone, this is where Instagram helps. (laughs) I'll everyone take out their phone. And I'm like, you know, because there was a correlation between new and full moon of six months. Okay. Like, let's go back, you know, six months ago. Or if we're going back to energy that, you know, goes back some years ago, like, Mm -hmm. let's go back there. Let's revisit where that was. And imagery is really good for triggering that. Okay. Um, Where you were, how you felt. Because although you may have put up a picture of you out on the town with the girls, that picture is going to trigger exactly yeah, how you what were you feeling. were actually feeling. Mm-hmm. So we go back into that energy and we start to work with that. So um, it is, there's, there's, there's just, there's so much, right? And for my own, for my own purpose here, and the reason why Sage and Soma and me doing this now mm-hmm. and giving it to people now outside of people I know really closely mm-hmm. um, is because my purpose here is to help people heal, yeah, men and women. To help them heal, to help them find confidence in mm-hmm. just their being, mm-hmm. just who they are, um, and to know that that's it's an inside job, and it never stops. Mm-hmm. And s- to stop putting the hindrance on ourselves of thinking that at some point we're gonna know it all, because mm-hmm. we won't. Right. We can read as many books as we want. We can attend as many lectures and seminars as we want. We will gain a better understanding. But you, we will never know it all. Right. And the moment that you, you accept that and you accept that you're a student, life becomes a little easier. It doesn't feel as if it's, it, you're, you're shackled as much by time. Mm-hmm. You begin to be on your own time and your own journey. And that's, that's a very powerful thing. Yeah. Thank you guys for those listener questions. And I just have a few more before we leave for the day. Um, so what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? Oh my goodness. (laughs) So as a lifetime damsel. Right. Right, Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It means a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. Because in my, in my nine to five life, I work in the philanthropic world. Okay. Um, And I take with me everything that was a part of me growing up in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Right. And my experience here and what that has meant to me. Um, So for me, being a damsel in Detroit is understanding that I, I think that people from Detroit are so versatile. Yeah. So versatile. I've never walked into a room and felt as if I did not or could not belong. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did have these interactions with so many things. There is so much culture here. There right. is so much of a rich history, good, bad, or indifferent. It is here and it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, being a damsel in Detroit is just knowing that I am, I'm going to constantly get to meet wonderful women like you. Thank you. Um, Wonderful. I I have just been really blessed mm-hmm. 
to meet a bunch of damsels in yes. Detroit that are just absolutely phenomenal. So for me, it just means, you know, living in my space, taking mm-hmm. up my little part of the world here in the city yeah. uh, that allows me to be who I am mm-hmm. and to freely do that. Right. Yeah. Because I think that there's a lot of that in Detroit. I think people don't really talk about that. Yeah. There's a lot of freedom of expression mm-hmm. that exists and how always has yeah. in many ways. Um, so just taking up my little corner of the D. Yes. <laughs> Love it. And lastly, just where can people connect with you on social and on the web? So if they want to, you know, contact you for a reading, if they want to buy some products, if yeah. they just want to learn more about you, where can they go to find you? So um, the business Instagram is just Sage and Soma. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go there to see products, see things I'm talking about for the products and things like that. Um, if you would like to schedule a reading, you can just shoot me a DM there. Okay. Um, my personal Instagram is, now this is where it gets difficult. <laughs> it's <laughs> L-E-E-T-W-E-E-T at 317. So Leetweet. Now, why did I say at Leetweet317? <laughs> that's that's the personal Instagram, and that's where you get a sneak peek at my day-to-day, which mm-hmm. usually includes my dogs, my my dog, my nature walks, mm-hmm. um, and just moments where I do provide some words that I hope help mm-hmm. or hope help people gain a different um view of things. Yeah. And uh, some support in moments, whether they, you know, need it or not. They yeah. can always go back to it. Right. When um, they feel they need to. Yeah. And food. <laughs> Because okay. I love food. Same. <laughs> I'm hungry right now. <laughs> I am too. I didn't have anything to eat. I went out. My friend took me out for my, my birthday. I celebrate my birthday all month. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so when I last had some amazing food. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're, you're going to get all of that on there. And then the other side, and there's a link in the bio for Sage and Soma, the Instagram to mm-hmm. purchase products and things like that. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Carlita. Thank you for this having me. This was very informative. I feel like I learned a lot. And hopefully you guys listening feel inspired to like learn more about yourselves yes. through astrology. So, because it makes sense, you know, it makes a lot of sense. It does. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, you guys, I'll be on vacation next week because I too am celebrating my birthday. Yes, all month. <laughs> you must. So I will be gone. But the week after, I'll be back. So, as always, I just want you to remember that Detroit girls do it better. And I guess the next time I'll be back will be August, which is kind of crazy. But, yeah, we'll talk then. So, thanks for listening, and I'll get back with you guys.